So let's be in a spirit of prayer together. Let us pray. Oh God, clear away the cobwebs this morning, the busyness, the lists of things we have to accomplish this day, the anxieties that are kind of stuck in our head. Uh, Clear away the fears. Clear it all away, God, that we might be open, fully open to you, to your wisdom and being transformed by a sacred and ancient word that is at once old and new all over again. And so bless us and this reading and this sermon and all of our worship. Amen. And from that text that uh, Jim read, and one of the reasons I had him do two readings is because the 1 Corinthians 13 passage is beautiful. We've all heard it. Where do we mostly hear it read? At weddings. But it's the kind of passage from the Bible or a prayer that we hear it so often that sometimes we don't hear it. And so I think it's good to kind of hear it in another language. And in this point, it was from the message. And so from that text. And now faith, hope, and love abide these three. And the greatest of these is love. Is love, is love really all you need? All we need? Well, if we believe the Beatles, it certainly is. The song we just heard is a July 1967 record single. It was debuted by the Fab Four as a part of the first ever global television link in a live show seen by 400 million people in 25 countries. It was the most viewed televised event in human history up to that point. And to drive home their ideas about love, Lennon and McCartney wrote a song that sings the word love 111 times in four minutes. As their manager, Brian Epstein, said when asked about the seemingly simplistic tune, it cannot be misinterpreted. It's one clear message. Love is everything. And the song also became an anthem for another cultural event that year, the Summer of Love, when in San Francisco, tens of thousands of young people arrived from across the United States, many committed to the utopian ideal of building a world based upon just one truth and one value and one reality, love. Love, there may be no more powerful, affirming, wonderful thing to actually say to another human being than I love you. Like in a romantic relationship, certainly, the speaking out loud of that phrase for the very first time. You remember that? There's nothing like it. Years ago, I was two months into a brand new relationship, a time when my heart beat faster and birds actually sang whenever she was around me. We were at a crossroads, and I think each of us were waiting for the other person to say those three words. And I'll never forget standing at a payphone in the middle of the Nevada desert late at night, speaking to her some 2,500 miles away, and finally taking the risk and saying to her, I love you. And then waiting, hoping, praying, she'd respond in kind. 
And she did. (laughs) But that's how love is sometimes. It makes us vulnerable. It takes us deeper into the connection that we feel to another human being. It's heart expanding. But when love is not spoken out loud or goes unexpressed, it can be heartbreaking. I'm aware on this Father's Day that this summer marks the ninth anniversary of my father's death. And one regret I still have about our relationship that I never said to him, nor he to me, I love you. And yes, some of that reticence was about male stubbornness and the culture each of us was raised in and a difficult relationship. And so it felt so huge to say that, so risky even. It reminds us that love is not always so easy, is not as simple as a four-minute song or a cheesy Valentine's Day card. Human love is complicated. It is fraught and freighted with so much baggage and history and memory and hope and heartache. Or take the ideal of God's love for each one of us. If I had but one truth and one belief to try and get across to each of you every Sunday, not just to understand in your head, but also to experience in the most profound sense in your heart, it is this, that God loves you and me unconditionally. That God loves every last child of God wholly and fully and truly, and that nothing we can do as humans can make that love happen. We can't work for God's love, nor is there anything that we can do to change that truth, even the worst behavior or sin. Yet how we know this experience, trust this experience, it's a mystery. For some it's easy, for others it's a lifelong struggle. But friends, I do believe that love is all we need. But even that word is hard to put into words to describe, to capture. For such a profound concept, this idea of love is not very well spoken for in our English language. You'd think that with some 172,000 words at our disposal, there might be more than just one word to describe love. It's like that old saw about there being so many words for snow in the Yupik and Inuit languages in Eskimo? Well, it turns out that that is actually true. There are actually 50 words for snow. But love, in our native tongue, the word love is applied across our linguistic landscape like a sloppy coat of paint to cover everything. So we love God and we love hamburgers. We love our pets and we love America. We love our spouses and lovers, and as Christians, we're supposed to love our enemies, too. And so thank goodness for ancient Greek, the language of the New Testament, and that system of speaking and thinking and writing. There are actually eight kinds of love named. So that will be our starting point for this summer preaching and worship series, to look at the myriad and amazing and graceful ways that we humans love and that God's loves and that creatures love. We will unpack and think on love, romantic love, sexual love, family love, love of self, God's love, friend's love, sacrificial love, even obsessive love. You might want to be here for that week. 
So love, do you think that love is all that we need as a church, as families, as neighbors, as a nation, as a world? I do with all my heart. Because I know that a church without love is just a club. A family without love is just a collection of folks bound together by blood and DNA. A marriage without love is just a merger of two humans. A nation without love is Darwinian, is might makes right, is the strong always win, and the weak and the vulnerable always lose. And mean-spiritedness, not mercy, marks our shared life. But friends, when we start with love, I believe and I know that anything is possible, even utopia. But when we neglect love or forget love, then life is cold and cruel, calculating and callous, a dystopia. I think St. Paul was right in his declaration that of the many values Jesus stood for, love is the greatest. Love contains all the other Christian virtues, faith, hope, justice, peace, joy. Love took up a human cross, and then love carried it with courage, and then love shattered it all to pieces. As those latter-day theologians, Lennon and McCartney, wrote in another song called The End, And in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. And so, yes, all we need, all we need is love. Let all God's love givers and love takers say, Amen.